0: All new, Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM.
1: What's up to everyone in Southeast Louisiana? It is Play by Play coming to you live on this hump day, this Wednesday We've got cloudy skies. We've got a little bit of rain in the air. Actually, I look out the window. The sun is trying to peek out through the clouds, so I may have misspoke or spoke too soon, but we hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. No matter where you are, no matter what the weather is, where you are, Casey, just clear here. We've got 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. We're going to have a whole lot of fun throughout the course of the show. We've got a lot to talk about. In the next segment, we're going to go to Ellender Memorial. We'll have Jesse Turner on the line. Coach Turner will chat with us about his preseason. <clears throat> They're in their jamboree. On Friday, just like everybody else, and we'll ask Coach Turner about some things the Patriots are looking to get accomplished as they're going to be getting some live work in against Thibodeau High School on Friday over at the Terrebonne General Jamboree over at South Terrebonne High School. Then at noon, it's Wednesday. You guys know what happens on Wednesday. We have B.J. Young on the line. He'll be chatting with us about South Lafourche High School football. The Tarpons are in the same boat as everybody else trying to get some live work in. They'll be taking on H.L. Bourgeois, their home jamboree, Tarpons will be looking to uh, get another win. You know, they, they won the live quarter against CCA, scored more than CCA. I'm reluctant to say one, right? It was a scrimmage. Nobody really wins or loses. Scored more points and more touchdowns than their opponent last Friday. They'll try to do the same this coming Friday against HL Bourgeois. And then at 12-15, we've got Taylor Griffin. Turtle will be on the line. We'll be chatting with Turtle about everything that will be happening in the world of sports. We'll talk some high school and college, and maybe even a little middle school and pro and everything in between with Taylor. Then at 1230, we've got our mailbag, got some fun questions from you all. Then at the bottom of the show, we've got our betting picks. Now, before we dive headfirst into some of the things we want to talk about in the first segment of the show, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. This is not the right sponsor sheet. I grabbed the wrong list. This is the right sponsor sheet. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs? Buzzoff, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets, fuels like home, and Golden Motors where price is priority proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. Join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the sports corner presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself. For the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank & Trust Company. And then a reminder, also once more, join us live Friday night for varsity football coverage this Friday at the South Lafouche High School Jamboree. Our coverage will begin roughly 8-15, maybe give or take a minute or two in either direction. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3 t Oil. Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, and just in case I forget to read this twice, I'll give you our other set of sponsors Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South LaFouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for LaFouche Parish Judge, Division A. Where else? Then in Southeast Louisiana, would you find a high school football radio schedule that has this much community sport? Uh, community support rather. Only South Lafouche. Tarpons are taking on HL Bourgeois the Jamboree on Friday, and we can't wait to see it. I talked a lot yesterday about the big middle school matchup between LaRose Cutoff and West Thibodeau, and we talked to Keegan Pokey about it, and we broke it down and Said, hey, these are likely the two best teams in the parish in the upcoming year. The teams did not disappoint. It was a very competitive, albeit at times you know wet and rainy opening to the season. LCO goes ahead and gets the season opening victory. They take care of business. They get a thirty-two to fourteen victory over West Thibodeau, improving the one and zero in the season and getting a big, big, big win that kind of sets the stage for them to. Um, being really, really good position as they're trying to defend their Paris championship, they knock over a big old domino on the road in their efforts to try to repeat as Paris champions. A couple notes from the game, and then we'll kind of talk about some high school stuff. Um, first off, on the West Thibodeau side of things, they've got some athletes, man. Uh, number 20, Sylvester was running all over, making some big plays. Uh, Shepherd, uh, they had a kid. Uh. No, oh, Shepard's on the LaRose side. My bad. Uh, Brown is the kid I'm thinking of. Fifty-nine yard touchdown. He made some big plays. I think that West Tippetal is going to look back at this film and regret not sticking to their sweep run game. They had some success running wide, you know, running around the edges and jet sweeps and shotgun sweeps and, you know, wide receiver sweeps. And at times they kind of lost themselves. At times they kind of got a little pass happy. They didn't have much success with that. At times they got you know, a little bit cute offensively and, and and maybe got away from what was working best. And I think that at the end of the day, when they're evaluating the film and they're being honest with themselves, they may end up regret the way that they approach that. But either way, on the other side of the ball, my goodness, LaRose uh, cut off just their size, man, just their strength up front in the second half of the game. The offense and defensive lines imposed their will. And it allowed um, jean eric Vigier to have a huge day on both sides of the ball. Like, he must have had 170, 200 yards rushing, multiple scores, making plays on defense, recording tackles. Sets up, you know, Kid who was running the ball on the inside and also on the outside, and Shepard, who was running the ball effectively for LCO. It was a big, big statement victory for the Bulldogs, who – yeah, they did send a great eighth grade group to South Lafouche, and there were people who were wondering, like, can they replicate what they did last fall? This fall? They're in great position. They're just as good, if not better, than what they were last season. And they made a big statement last night against a very quality opponent getting a 32 to 14 victory. Uh Sharkey, Vigier had a 31 yard touchdown in the game. Shepard had a two yard score. Sharkey a thirty-five yard touchdown. Sharky a thirty-one yard touchdown. He was breaking some long ones, getting into the second level of the defense. And at middle school, because of his size, if he breaks through the line, like the the, the defensive backs aren't taking him down. Like in middle school, your defensive backs are, you know, 120 pounds. Those kids ain't tackling him. So when he gets to the second and third levels, it's a joy to watch. And LCO gets a big win. Also, getting a big win last night, I'd be remiss that I don't want to leave this team out. Uh Lockport. Lockport got a big win last night. They scored 32 to nothing win over Bayou Blue. Coach Jacob Allen and his crew get a big victory. Uh, Trevon Allen and Alex, Crisco, uh, Alex Crisoni, rather, both had big plays for Lockport as they improved to 1-0 on the season, getting a 32-0 win over Bayou Blue. So that's our little peek into the middle school scoreboard on the football ranks. Now, let's talk football-wise, okay? I've, I told you about all the jamborees and everything yesterday, right? We know South Lafouche, HL Bourgeois, E.D. White, and Terrebonne are going down the bayou. We know... Thibodeau, Central Lafourche, um Ellender, and South Terrebonne are going to South Terrebonne for the Terrebonne General Jamboree. We know all that. We know Vanderbilt's going, you know, uh, I believe what is it to, to play uh, St. James or whatever it may be. We know E.D. White's going where they're going. You know, everybody's getting some good work. Um, but I would urge you today as a high school football fan, if weather permits and if weather allows, make the trip out to Central Lafouche today. That's going to be the ninth-grade freshman uh, jamboree for the local freshman teams. Um, Be a great opportunity to see some guys who are going to be playing varsity in the future. Great opportunity to support the youth of our area. And I was actually talking about this with parents last night at the middle school game. And also, you know, Coach Pokey and I talk about this often, is that one of the things we're trying to do is let the kids know that being a student-athlete is something that they should be proud of And by giving support and recognition and you're doing little things like, you know, people think that I take so much time and, you know, write these stories. It takes me 10 or 15 minutes to write like a recap story after a game or whatever it may be. The time is not consequential. You know, I I could write very quickly. I got all the information available. Those 10 or 15 minutes may inspire a kid to like work hard or may keep a kid pushing whenever it's hot and they don't want to keep going. Those things are inconsequential, but they end up having huge impacts and, I want to see at the JV and freshman and middle school levels big old crowds. I want those kids to know, hey man, like you got a lot of support behind you. You got a community behind you that are rooting you on and wishing you well. I hope there's a big crowd out, the, out at the freshman jamboree today over at Central LaFouche. and I hope that the weather will allow them to get the work in that they need to. I know from watching, um, you know, some of the practices and different things of the sort. There's going to be a lot of ninth grade talent out there. There's going to be a lot of players who are going to be able to perform at a high level and hopefully they're able to get a big crowd, play under the lights, get some good weather, and are able to put on a show. So we look forward to that 5.30 today, the opening kick, and there will be multiple games. Teams will be locking horns throughout the early afternoon and then evening out over at Central LaFouche. It's play-by-play here on KOEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Ellender. We'll have Jesse Turner on the line. Coach Turner will be chatting with us about his team. The Patriots are, like everybody else, getting ready for the Jamboree on Friday. It's play-by-play on KOEB. We'll be right back after this.
2: Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and
0: tomorrow. Where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement
3: within Danos was pretty evident
4: early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools
3: and training in order to learn the oil field industry.
4: It's been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at Danos.com. That's D A N O
5: S.com.
1: You have a pest control problem?
3: Hello friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? Called Dufresne Easy Buy. Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have 8 convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Golfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Do Friend difference.
1: Playing some Vince McMahon music here on play-by-play Play. as we go to the phone lines for the first time today. We go to Ellender Memorial High School. Their football coach, Coach Jesse Turner, is on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you?
7: Good morning, man. It is uh, just blessed and fortunate, you know, to talk to you guys again, once again, and uh, you know, just looking forward to some practices there.
1: Yes, sir. You were chatting with me a little bit off the air, saying you guys had your scrimmage last week, and you said some good and some bad. Kind of talk about the way you guys performed there, man.
7: Obviously, there were some bright spots, um, but, you know, we we got a lot of cleaning up to do, um, you know, uh, pretty much tackling, you know, just the fundamentals of the game, blocking and tackling. We struggle with that. Um, but everything, you know, that we struggle at is fixable, you know what I'm saying? So I try to, you know, keep the kids uplifted and keep their heads up. But, you know, we, it, it's it's a humbling experience, you know, when when you don't perform the way you want to, and there's a lot of hype around the program, a lot of hype in the uh, locker room, and we go out there and perform the way we perform. Um, so it's you know the kids responded well you know the first couple of days of practice you know they you know they're flying in and uh and they and they're working their tails all just to, to fix the mistakes that they made during the scrimmage.
1: Most of the schools in our area have a turf field, and what that allows you to do is that allows you to practice on your turf field when it starts to rain. You guys on campus don't have that same luxury, and talk about what that does—you know, having less time on the field than other programs. Does that set you back any, man?
7: It's tough. I'm gonna be honest. It's tough. I actually, uh, this morning I, I woke up. As Soon as I got to school, I went walk my field. You know what I'm saying? And and I was hoping that we didn't get any rain today. I was just praying. And uh, unfortunately, we just got a little a little uh, rain cloud that came over. Um, uh, but it, it's tough. It's tough, man. And uh, if I passed my Terrible on Monday after practice. You see those guys practicing on their turf field or just getting off their turf field. Um, it, 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 it's a struggle for us. But at the end of the day, this is what we teach our kids. You know, we just we could just battle with what we got, and you know, just just do do our best, control what we can control. And right now, the field situation is something that we cannot control. Um, but it it is a struggle for us. It's definitely a struggle, especially after a scrimmage, and you want to clean things up, it's like tackling and blocking, and it's hard not, you know, it's hard to work on those things if you're not on your practice field. Um, but again, we're gonna just try to make the best of what we have. Yeah,
1: no doubt. Very well said, uh, my friend. You said that there were some things that you liked. What were some of the the brighter spots from your scrimmage and some things that you you saw that you were really pleased with?
7: I got some guys who can make some plays. You know what I'm saying? We uh, the, the touchdowns that we did score were we're off of uh, you know just simple screens and uh, toss, you know, just simple runs and, and things like that. So we know that we got we got the guys who you know who got the uh, ability to to score at any time. It's just now we just got to clean some things up. Um, I see some young guys some sophomores who grew up a little bit who um, was aligned right and, you know, doing exactly what the coaches told them to do. Um, and it, it was a lot of that, but it was a lot of the other, other side, too, well, you know, things you got to clean up, jumping off sides is the discipline part of football, um, you know, tackling, aligning up right, um, and, and things that we definitely got to fix.
1: Going into your jamboree on Friday, you guys are scheduled to take on Thibodeau High School. That's going to be a big opponent. They're going to be very physical, very solid up front going to be a big test, man. You're going to learn what you got one way or another, man. I know there's going to be a big opportunity for your team.
7: Yeah, Thibodeau, will be. Uh, we watch them on film. You know, they're they they a five football team. Yeah, they look like a five football team out there. They also got some on uh, skill guys, some athletes. Nice up front. Their back is a pretty sound. Uh, so it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's still not the regular season, but we're looking uh, to see how we compete against those guys. Um, just so moving forward, we know exactly what more we got to work on. I got the airplane flying above this <laughs> So we know exactly what we got to work on going into week one. At week one, we want to be ready. We want to be a not full but we want to be a polished football team. Um, knowing what direction we're going, and hopefully that's trending up.
1: Man, one of the things that a lot of the coaches in the area are telling me is that they're approaching the Jamboree almost like an NFL preseason game, whereas they're doing just everything that they would do on a normal Friday night. You know, they're all saying, hey, we're we're working the headsets. We didn't do that in the scrimmage. They're all saying, you know, hey, we're watching yeah. film and scouting. We didn't do that in the scrimmage. Are you guys approaching it the same way over at Ellender?
7: Yes, sir, we are. We are, we are. You know, I talked to my coaches. We had a meeting. And even before then, we know what we were going to do during the January. We were going to make our scout reports. We were going to break the film down. Uh, we were going to get the kids in on a Monday, go over film, go over the scout reports. Just so, just just so we can start getting used to that by week one, and you know, just cleaning up some stuff on our end as coaches. Um, so we could, we gonna have somebody in the box uh, with the headsets on, um, just to see how we play. See if we can clean this stuff up. Seeing we could be part of a more polished football team coming for the jamboree. And uh, we'll see, you know, if, if our game plans and do we gotta make adjustments to our game plans or what we're looking at. Uh, we'll see that during the jamboree time. So because we. We put a lot of time this weekend. You know that that the fall scrimmage put a bad taste in our mouth, and we can't wait till Friday so we can redeem ourselves and, and show what type of football team we are—not just to you know the community, but to ourselves as well.
1: Health-wise, how did you guys get out of the scrimmage? Did you have any injuries?
7: Yes, I did. I, uh, my my starting linebacker, which you know it hurts us. He's uh, Jonathan Valingo. He's one of our leaders. Our captain's uh captain of the football team. He kind of strained his hamstring a little bit. Uh, fortunate he won't be out for too long, but he won't be playing. But definitely this week he won't play this week. Uh, um, well, other than that, it was just minor, uh, just minor balls and boosters. And I also did my starting running back who didn't play in the fall tournaments. He got hurt at practice. We get him back this week. Uh, so that's going to help us as well in the offensive side of football. But other than that, we, we came out clean. Uh, so th- that was, that was a win for me, uh, during the fall scrimmage.
1: Very good. So let's talk about this. You know, you, as we said a minute ago, you guys are locking up with Thibodeau. It's a five A opponent. What are some goals you have? What are some things you're hoping to see from your crew in those two quarters against the Tigers?
7: I just want to, you know, just to execute. You know, whatever whatever plays that we got in, we're not we're not doing anything uh, complex as of yet. We're still doing all you know our base defense and our base offense. I just want to see some clean football, some disciplined football. Make sure guys know exactly where they're going, and just cleaning up the blocking and tackling i I know our guys can do it i see them do it at practice uh we work on it a lot um so we do those things and just the small things running on and off the field i think we'll be okay and i'll be i'll be happy after the after the jamboree for sure
1: it's wednesday bro we're less than 10 days away from the games counting man i know they got to get your adrenaline pumping i know everybody's awfully excited dude like the regular season's almost here
7: yeah yeah we can't wait man uh we, we, didn't, we didn't do spring football, you know what I'm saying? So my guys, we, we're nipping at the bud. We, we, we can't wait. Uh, we're excited about this football season. Um, you know, we, we, we need it. We're fortunate enough to be back at our school. We, we've been through so much. And, and just to see the guys run out there on the field and just play, play the game and being that we're 10 days away from our, you know, our first uh, official game is it, exciting. And um, I'm excited for the kids. I'm excited for the coaches. And I'm excited for the community. And we're going to do our best to put a good product on the field and make everybody happy, make, turn the school around. You know what I'm saying? Make everybody happy at the school and just excited about some Patriots football.
1: Very good. Well, look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, okay, bro? Most definitely. Thank you, man. Yep. That is Coach Jesse Turner doing a great job. We love having him on, man. He does such a good job with that football program. In years past, Ellinger's always had athletes. They've always had receivers and defensive backs and running back. Heck, Jesse was one of them, great running back from their day. There wasn't always the structure in place. There wasn't always the great discipline in place. There wasn't always, you know, a whole lot of line play and blocking in place. And one of the things that I admire the most about Jesse and the way that he's approaching this program is that sometimes it's easy when you are – used to something or when something is near and dear to you it's easy to overlook the warts and pretend like they're not there and it impedes your progress like for instance a parent who has a child who maybe has a learning disadvantage or a behavioral issue or whatever it may be sometimes as parents we tend to make excuses or you know when it comes opportunity to make a painful decision that'll actually promote change within the child, we opt not to do it because, you know, we don't want to see the child be disappointed or, you know, if we got to discipline or punish a kid, you don't want to take their iPad or iPhone away or whatever it may be because, you know, they're going to whine and cry and bicker and you don't want any of those problems while dealing with that. Jesse, when going to Ellender, has been very honest of, hey, here's the reasons why we've struggled in the past. And I know the truth is going to hurt, but it has to be said because it's the only way we could fix it. From the very first days that he got on campus, he said, hey, we need more numbers. We need our dudes to play. Simple as that. We can't survive having 28 varsity players. We can't survive having the whole basketball team not playing football. We can't survive like that. He started getting those athletes out, grew their numbers. That was step one. Step two, hey, we've got to be more disciplined. We've got to be more sound. We've got to be more coachable. They have become that. They have been a very, very um, uh, improved team in those areas. Last year, watched them play South LaFouche in a game out at Thibodeau High School. They really were not penalty. There are no penalty issues. They played sound. They played clean football throughout the course of the game, and it made a difference. They were in the game the whole way and actually had chances to win that game. Then, oh, we've got to be better at the line of scrimmage. And that's the one that they're working on right now. He mentioned the blocking and the tackling. That's where they're going to make their next leap forward if it's going to take places. They've got to be better blocking and tackling. Um, They've got the athletes. They've got the structure. They've built up a little bit of depth. They've got to be better up front if they want to have a chance to turn those four and six seasons into six and four seasons. And because, you know, football is a physical game, man. You could have receivers and you could have you know these guys that could juke and you know spin and make all these plays but if you're not blocking you're not getting the ball consistently enough to those guys and Jesse has been so honest in realizing these are the deficiencies these are the things we've got to get better at let's go ahead and fix it and I applaud him for that because I understand it's not easy to be fully honest and transparent about something that you care about I understand that look it's hard for me When I am sitting down trying to come up with ways to make this radio show better or how to make the newspaper better, it's hard for me to come up with a list like that because in doing so, you're having to admit that something that you're doing right now isn't the best. And it's hard sometimes when you're self-evaluating to understand and accept, hey, I ain't perfect. I got things I got to do to make myself better, make the show better, make the newspaper better. That's a hard realization to have. And the Patriots have done a really good job of being honest, identifying those flaws, and working to correct them. And as a result, they've made big strides, and I think they're going to have a really good year. It's play-by-play play on KLEB. When we get back, we're going to BJ Young, South Lafourche High School, for his regular Wednesday interview. But boy, actually, you know what? Just seeing this note right here. Uh, I misspoke earlier in the show. I said earlier in the show that um, South Lafourche High School and all the other parish high schools were going to be hosting their freshman jamboree today at Central Lafouche. I misspoke. Today, Wednesday, is the Junior Varsity Jamboree over at Central LaFouche. That'll be at 5.30. The Freshman Jamboree is tomorrow over at Central LaFouche. So, my bad. Got my dates mixed up. I knew there was one each day. Got the grades wrong. So, JV today, Freshman Thursday. Either way, go on out and support them each day if you get an opportunity to do so. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We got B.J. Young in the next segment of the show right here on um, 100. I almost said 100.3. 102.7 and 1600 AM. We'll be right back after this.
4: Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection. Or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000.
8: guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs and Stratton, Cummins Onan and many more. Industrial power systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
10: What
6: does the WeatherBug app tell you?
2: My commute will be a doozy today.
6: Pack my allergy meds.
1: Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket.
6: With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug.
9: Maybe it's a commute to the couch day.
5: Download the WeatherBug app today for free.
1: Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Goodness, tongue twisted today. Casey Disclare here. We go to the phone lines for our second call-in guest of the show. That is South Lafouche football coach BJ Young, who's on the line. Coach Young, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good, man. How are you? You're doing great. Uh, you guys are a couple days away from your varsity jamboree against HL Bourgeois at home. I know you guys are super excited. Another opportunity to take on a an opponent that is uh, not yourself in practice. So I know that's the kids are looking forward to that. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys are looking to get accomplished on Friday, man?
11: Yeah, look, you know, starting um, even before that, you know, got our JV jamboree tonight at Central Food Spurs, Vanderbilt Catholic at 530. Uh, looking looking forward to seeing some of those young guys get out there and play a little bit, you know. Um, been putting in a lot of time for them as well, you know, so it's time for them to go out there and kind of showcase their abilities and then tomorrow night um, the freshman team um, gets to go out there and play against Tipper, Ohio at 6.30 at Central LaFouche, so um, looking forward to getting out there and seeing that young group as well uh, work a little bit, and then, like you had said, um, the varsity Jamboree, uh, Friday night at 8.15, so um, another chance to get to, get, get to see where we're at, Um Good opponent, man. You know, Co- Coach Washington is doing a good job. Um, really turned that program around. Um, they got it going in the right direction. Um, you watch film on them. You know, got a lot of great athletes. They play fast. They got big kids. Um, and look, and they're doing things the right way. So uh, it's going to be a good test for us, man. You know, it's a 5A opponent in a tough district. Um, played in the first round playoff game last year against Santa Monica and kind of went toe to toe to, you know, a team who usually makes some runs in the playoffs. So. Uh, you know, looking forward to a good game Friday night, that's for sure.
1: They're kind of in the same situation as you, where they lost a big senior group and they're replacing a lot of starters. And I kind of said earlier in the week that, you know, though it's not going to count in the standings, it is going to be a big jamboree both ways because I think both teams want to feel that feel-good feeling before the season starts. You know, hey, like, look, last year was no, no joke. You know, both of these clubs made it to the playoffs and, you know, want to establish themselves. I feel like this is going to be a pretty big one on Friday, man, both ways
11: yeah i I think we' kind of like you said in the same boat um boat trying to really get a feel on uh you know <clears throat> how we looking at this point in time uh, after a scrimmage under the belt and, and then getting into a jamboree There, um you know I, I think it's gonna be a good atmosphere i think uh you know they they kind of want to see what they act kind of like we do um have a lot of new faces and uh yeah man look I think it's gonna be a competitive football game uh based off what we saw on tape that's for sure
1: my friend, one of the things you guys did well against Covenant Christian Academy was I liked the way that your secondary played. At times, they gave up a play or two here there, but they were also, while the ball was in the air, turning and adjusting and playing the ball. like They were doing a lot of high-level stuff for some kids who don't have a whole lot of varsity experience. I left very impressed with the way those guys played.
11: Yeah, they did, man. They played well. You know uh, kind of a, a point of emphasis this week was you know just not <clears throat> I did feel like we made plays on the ball but but we were getting they were getting behind us a little bit more than what you kind of feel comfortable with um and there's going to be teams along the way that we play that can run up, that can run a little bit better so we got to do a better job of not letting them get behind us in certain coverages um but yes a bright point was we did recover and we was able to break up balls it, it showed a little bit of ball skills which um you know sometimes that's hard to teach man uh, being able to, to get that feeling, you know, in your head when it's time to turn around and uh, and try to long omen and knock it away or make a pick, so uh, you know, being able to recover and make plays on the ball was definitely a bright spot. But just doing a little bit better job in certain coverages, not letting him get behind us.
1: I think that you know, most would assume that O'Gron is going to be your starter when the season starts, barring an injury, and that Mac will be your backup, but he'll be playing a lot of JV. One thing you guys did against CCA that I thought was interesting is you got close to the goal line there. And you played them both you know Mac went under center you guys are handing it to O'Gerald talk about the the idea to come up with that wrinkle and some of the things that it brings you
11: yeah uh so it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy package look like like I've said in the past I, I think I think Josh Mack has done it he showed me enough and our coaches enough to be able to play on Friday night and uh that's a way for us to get him on the field um, put him under the lights and uh you know Carson's probably one of I mean, he's a, he's definitely one of our top three athletes on the team, not just quarterbacks, but, you know, as an athlete, period, point blank. So um, a way for us to get in the ball in a different look um, and a way to get Mack in there uh, to get to get under the lights a little bit and, um, you know, a way to get both of them on the field, man, because uh, I think they both deserve to play.
1: And a way to toss the ball to Ogeron so that he could, you know, throw a half-back pass into the end zone, right?
11: Yeah, you got to watch. You got to watch. Right, we didn't even hit week one yet, man. No, but look, man, you you know, you you come to all our games, man. They're, everything, everything, um, is happening for a reason, right? So they, um, there's definitely wrinkles and, and and plays off of plays that we have, um, that that people's gonna have to kind of you know respect, so so to say because there's multiple ways that we can, we can do stuff out of that personnel package. So we're really looking forward to it. So I'm going to quit calling it on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: ain't going to give any more of your secrets, but one secret I am going to give away is that number 13 looks like the number 13 of last year. Berg is out there making some plays in the middle of the field, and he looks pretty smooth doing it, bro.
11: Man, look, he had a great night. Huh? I mean, uh, he, he looked really good. I, I think if you, if you look back and you say what kids have grown the most, um from last year to this year he 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 he's at the top of the list for sure. I mean, the kid grinds in the weight room. uh student of the game, always asking the right questions. Um pays, you know, when you're in stone or you're watching film and you look he's in the front row, he's watching. And uh he it paid off Friday night he had a great night and we, he had a great day of practice yesterday. We weren't able to get out Monday with the lightning, but he he had a great day yesterday. So um uh, looking forward to him to keep keep the momentum going and um you know, really just stressing to him right now about not getting complacent. You know, um, it's always the next play, it's always the next game. So, so keep pushing and keep getting better. So, uh, but yeah, man, was very impressed with uh, Camden Berg last Friday.
1: Tell me about the JV team. They're going to be playing today. I know a lot of younger kids, a lot of kids that are, you know, new to the program, uh, but they're going to still be held to the same standard. You're going to want to see them fly to the ball and compete and play at a high level. And, Good opportunity for some kids to make a good first impression. You know the old saying is you only get a chance to make one first impression. Big big uh, big opportunity for a lot of them boys tonight.
11: Yes, it is. Um I know I know they they're ready to go. Um and they and they're ready to play. You know, it's kind of their deal and um you know, as coaches, we kind of go into it, you know, coaching like like it'd be a Friday night, you know, cuz uh, cuz the nature of it is those kids, a lot of those kids are one play away and that, and that's your future. So uh, we take it serious, man. You, you, we want to win at everything we're doing. Um, I know, I know some people are sh- strictly developmental, and it's not a, not a big deal. But for us, man, it's developmental. But but we want to win. You know, you, you want to breed, um, that that type of culture at all at all levels. So we uh, we take it serious, and we yeah, man. Look, we're looking forward to them to play tonight and fly around and, and swarm and, and execute on offense, and um, you know, go out there and, and try to win the football game.
1: Let's talk about your defensive line. Is they're big and nasty. They're young. So some kids that got a lot of potential. One of the things Coach Gidger was challenging them to do in the scrimmage against CCA was be consistent. One play, you know, a kid would, you know, perform a beautiful spin move and get into the backfield. In the next play, you know, he would kind of take the play off or whatever. How do you guys make sure that hey, if they're going to be on the field for fifty snaps, you're getting it all for every one of the fifty snaps?
11: I mean, look, it. it uh, we we coach them hard. You know, you you can't let nothing slip uh, through the cracks, or you do your best not to. You know, running on and off the field. Um, I know yesterday, man, they must the offensive and off the offensive line, the defensive line must have hit the sled for 30 minutes uh, during during our, you know inside in uh, in RPO drills. They must have hit the sled for 30 straight minutes. So stuff like that, you know, and then like like I said, you can't let them get complacent, man. And it's um, you know when you look back, you're dealing with high school kids. So you got you to gotta try your best, but it happens at all levels. You know, um, you know, you'll find kids that take plays off, and we just got to do our best to not let it happen or, or we get somebody else in there who won't take plays off. You know, or maybe it's a personnel deal that we got to get a kid that maybe wants it a little bit more. So the competition was open a little bit this week at some positions because um, there was some loafing across the board. So um, it's, it's kind of been a little open competition, and, and that brings the best out of, out of both parties.
1: BJ, you guys are going to be playing at home in the Jamboree, barring you know an earthquake or something happening in the next forty-eight hours. Which, at this rate, who knows? Because we've been trying to have the Jamboree forever. Uh, I know you guys are super excited. I'm expecting, as you said early in the interview, a huge crowd because we had one for the scrimmage. Man, these folks are excited about what's happening out there.
11: Yeah, I do, man. Everything I'm hearing is, is positive. You know, everybody's looking forward to it. Um, I, think everybody's ready, I think everybody's ready for football, but everybody's ready to get back to you know to normal. To, and look, man, it's, it's been normal for a while now, as normal as it can get. Um, but everybody's ready for it to kind of crank up and, and be normal full time, you know. So um, I think everybody's excited. I think it'll be a good crowd. You know, the band will be back out there. Uh, they'll be here in the mornings doing the walk in the morning with the team, and um, you know, really looking forward to the whole day Friday. I feel like it's gonna be a good day on campus. And uh, looking forward to a great crowd. And, uh, you know, we we always have a lot of support, you know. And then you got two great games. You know, you got two great games, a great game before us. You know, you got two great teams and um, Edie White and Tarabones. So, it's a good night of football, man. And then you got us and HL Bourgeois, and like we said earlier. You know, um, HL Bourgeois is, uh, has got it rolling. So, you get two two good games of football in one night. So, it should be a fun night down the bayou.
1: LCO gets a big one last night. They they beat West Thibodeau thirty-two to fourteen. They're in great position now. Uh, that, those are supposedly, as folks were saying, two of the top dogs in the parish. I know your focus is on what you got going on right now, but I also know that it's very comforting to know, man, you got some dudes, bro. VJ last night went for probably about two hundred yards. Probably made about twelve tackles. Like you got some dudes that are coming up, bro.
11: Yes, um, I, I'm gonna tell you the future is definitely bright. Uh, I, I think the kids that we're, we're getting from the middle schools. We're lucky right now to hit a stretch, you know, 'cause uh, that, that that they pumping some athletes here, so um, it, it, it's refreshing, man, it's, to see that, and uh, ho- hopefully we can keep it rolling. You know, I talked to my buddy, you know, I try to, to you, you try to keep up with it as much as you can, but like you said, you, you got you got a lot of your own concerns, um, throughout a football season. But I talked to my buddy the other day who who coaches in the middle school setting, and he said he thought. You know, uh, West uh, West Thibodeau and LCO was definitely like the top two, you know, front runners to to maybe to maybe take it in. The first game was going to be huge. So to see LCO, you know, come out and win win by that point margin uh, says a lot about the type of kids that we'll be getting.
1: couple of goals for Friday, man. What are some keys? What are some things that you hope, uh, you know, some boxes that you get checked off to let you know it was a successful jamboree?
11: Yeah, look, I, I'm going to tell you, um, if, if we can control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, um, we we should be okay um, if we're able and and more 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 than usual you know if we if we can control the line um, pressure the quarterback you know with the down guys and, and be able to create lanes for the running back to run through um, and control the clock I think I think we'll be uh, we'll be okay you know they got a lot of athletes so the last thing you want right is to get into a track meet so if we can control the clock and uh, and get them off the field on third downs and we win third downs we'll be fine
1: sounds like a winner bro thanks so much for the time man. All right, man. Thank you. That's coach BJ Young with South LaFouche high school. I was just joking about the whole halfback passing. I guess we spoiled one of the tricks that they have up their sleeve. If you're an opposing coach in the area, don't listen to this episode. Delete this from your phone right now. It is play by play on KOEB. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin, uh, our broadcast partner on coastal broadcasting uh, coverage of high school basketball. The turtles been around. They've just off their do friend rodeo. We'll ask him about that and so much more. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
0: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7
4: FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the in Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM.
8: Make this the
2: summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams' long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, sixty-one sixty-one West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
9: curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store.
1: Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclare here. We go to our second regular Wednesday guest. We, everybody knows at noon we got BJ Young on Wednesdays. We're well, right after BJ. We got the turtle, Taylor Griffin, who will be joining us in this segment of the show. T, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, pretty good. How's it going over there in the studio today? It's going great, buddy. You guys are just a couple days removed from your annual uh, rodeo over at friend You know, you guys took the Grand Isle, saw some big fish got caught. A lot of people were having fun. The cornhole looked great um uh, man looks like you guys pulled off a very successful event kudos to you all
12: yep man thank you thank you it was uh yes very successful to say the least um that was uh not gonna lie there were a few times you know about five twenty on friday afternoon like man are we gonna have anybody show up and, and sure enough 550 all of a sudden 30 people are ready to play cornhole so that was great uh similar similar situations on saturday like there was a couple of lulls before lunch but i mean of course everybody's fishing and man once uh once that afternoon that that lunch crowd hit that afternoon crowd hit and right before award time and prizes i mean it was it was a packed house it was uh it's hard to move under there there was it was a lot of people we uh, we did really well with the auctions and everything else uh all around very successful event
1: very good um bro uh I, I saw a lot of big fish uh yeah i saw people weighing and i saw some of the weights on the leaderboard you know the weather wasn't ideal you know it was kind of yucky out there this weekend but that didn't stop people from going out and catching some big ones
12: that's correct that's correct um i know uh it's been making its rounds uh on various uh outlets but man uh <clears throat> i believe the fisherman's name was chase hutchinson he was on a on one of the uh moran's marina uh cajun made charter trips and on friday they brought in a horse of a yellowfin tuna 217 pounds i think it was if anyone was there friday afternoon like man that was that was a scene that was that was an incredible thing when, when they came in i mean it was that, that that place erupted it was uh it was awesome to be a part of
1: yeah no doubt about that um my friend, I know that you said, you know, a couple weeks ago that after, you know, the rodeo, you guys take a couple days, let it settle, and then kind of reconfigure and figure out what you could do better or whatever in the future. What were some things you liked specifically about this year's event that you hope are, you know, part of events in the future?
12: Um, I like, I liked a lot of it, man. The... uh the overall atmosphere you know the uh the dj that we brought in he he just he knew what to play and when to play you know we did uh we actually got frank's um frank supermarket uh the last one standing in the and miss tara gidry uh she she leads an amazing crew over there and they came and actually catered and served all the food on saturday uh you know if if all the stars continue to align that way, I, I, w- I would hope that we would use the McKinney. I mean, look, the food was great. The, they handled everything great. There were no complaints about uh, what they did, how they did it. Uh, they even let uh, Jacob uh little girl Vivian get in on some of the fried fish battering. I mean, it was it was a fun family-friendly family, family friendly event for everyone. Um, that, I, w- I would hope, would stay the same. Uh, also, a big... Uh, Big major change under the pavilion at Bridgeside with the stage being on the end, across from the bar and right by the launch. That was a that was a nice change. It it, it felt like it gave I felt like it gave everyone a little more room to breathe, and it was a, it was a nice cool setup. Uh, I mean, that's obviously going to stay the same. They're not going to move the stage next year. But uh, you know, overall, um, c- can we improve on things? I mean, sure. I mean, if we're not working on trying to improve, then what are we doing? But uh, you know, overall. I think everything was great, and I'm sure we could do a few things better. But hey, it's year seven. We'll see what we'll see where we are in year seventeen, and hopefully, we're looking back and we 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 learned a lot. But you know, one step at a time, one year at a time. We'll probably make a few changes here and there, and keep on rolling.
1: No doubt about that, man. Look, there was a big, big middle school football game played last night between LCO and West Thibodeau. A lot of folks think that those were the two best teams in the parish. A lot of folks think that the only loss either of those teams will incur will be to one another, and it's right in the season opener, and LCO gets a 32-14 to 14 win. At B.J. Young in the last segment, he was talking about how refreshing it is to be getting kids from his feeder school programs, and he said, hey, look, man, our future's bright. We got young players right now. We got young players coming from both LCO and Golden Meadow both. How important is that, dude? You coached, uh, you coached at the high school level. For your feeder programs to actually be feeding you talented kids who know the fundamentals, who are coachable, how important is that? I feel like that's something that is probably very, very important.
12: That's huge, man. That's huge. Uh, You know, coming from that middle school uh, group, to me, as a coach, if I I was still just, just sitting in the high school locker room waiting to see what's coming, man, if you got the fundamentals down, if these guys are just doing the basic fundamentals correctly, That that's really all I could ask for. The fact that these kids are coming in, you know, I, I'll take them from here and do whatever I can to mold their minds and get the X's and O's down. But what LCO and Golden Meadow have been doing so well, I feel, in the past few years, not only are you bringing X's and O's, you're getting size, you're getting talent, you're also getting, like good teammates. You're getting guys who are coming from a great program of we're here to do more than just win. And they're already working on the, we're molding the minds of young men and getting them ready for the next steps in life. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, I realize, yeah, they're just kids, but you know, it's uh, the life lessons that the kids are learning from great coaches, that goes a long way. And they they come into the program with the right attitude from the get-go. That's man, that's, that's, that's bonus points right there. That's, that's huge. And, uh, you know, I've never heard anything bad about coaching from either LCO or Golden Meadow. So it's great that they, uh, they doing, they doing the little things, right. That's gotta be huge, you know, as a high school coach waiting for what's coming up next.
1: One of the things that, that LaRose does that I think is, is awesome. And and Keegan has said this openly on the show is like, they treat it like, Hey, we're many South Lafouche. Like, they put the games on huddle. They make the highlight clips after the games. They watch film, and they approach it like they would a high school program. Golden Medal does some things that are similar as well. And I think it just takes some of that culture shock away. Look, dude, I remember when I was in eighth grade going to ninth grade. I didn't know anything about high school. But now it's like that little bit of that shock and all is gone because they're going to get into the locker room in ninth grade and realize, hey, We're doing all the same stuff that we used to do. Just you know, the opponents are a little bigger, a little faster, a little stronger. Like there's not going to be that shock factor anymore. Exactly,
12: exactly. That is that's huge for a kid transitioning into that step right there. And that's that's huge, man. That makes it so easy on the coaches. That that, that's amazing that Coach Pokey is doing that for those guys right now. You know, preparing them for the next step to eliminate the shock, as you mentioned. That's uh, I didn't realize they were taking it that far, as far as like getting the games on huddle and doing highlights and all that. I mean, they're really, it's just, like you said, you know, next year it's just going to be business as usual. Once you get to South LaFouche, just, you know, a little bit bigger stage, a little bit bigger, faster opponents, but the same process. It's, you know, that's so much better to me than just, hey, we're bigger, stronger, more talented than you. We're just going to beat you every game and not worry about the little things. But the fact that Coach Pokey is pushing the little things like that and taking the extra steps and that's awesome. That's high five to him, man. That's, uh, that's great that he's doing that for this, this whole community, this program, you know, getting, you know, getting these guys ready.
1: So let's talk about some South LaFouche for a second. Their Jamboree is at home on Friday, um, as a coach. And we've had a lot of the coaches on throughout the course of the week here on the show. They're all kind of saying, Hey, this is like an NFL preseason game. You know, we're breaking out the headsets. We're refining our processes. We're, trying to clean up anything that needs to be cleaned up. That's cool. And, you know, also the desire to want to win is cool. But as a coach, you also know that this is your last chance to get reps for younger guys or whatever or to maybe experiment with some things where the games don't actually count. So how do you approach that? Liz, I know you want to win, you want to get the confidence, but you also want to get work for everybody and build some depth. How do you juggle both in a Jamboree-like setting?
12: Tough, man, it's tough. Uh, number one, as long as they put in the scores on the board, we're gonna make sure we we trying to have more than the other team. But you know, the next thing, yeah, it's it's the last dress rehearsal before the games start counting. And you know, I, I hate to even use that language to say the games don't count, the games don't matter. Of course, of course they do. Y'all know what I mean when I say that. Everyone should understand what we mean when we, you know, say the games don't count. We, we're strictly talking records here. We're strictly talking what's going to get you in the playoffs as far as math and wins and losses and numbers. Camborees don't count. But other than that, man, they mean they mean so much to the program. Of course they matter. They matter a great deal. It's your last dress rehearsal. You, you You're getting – you finally, you know – we're testing that routine, you know, who's, who's going to be standing where, how, how the headsets are going to work, as you had mentioned already. You know, who's, who's calling what? Who's making what decisions? How are those decisions affecting the team? Does that person need to continue to make those decisions in those situations? Hey, this is where we iron all the kinks out and figure it out. This is the last one. And then the next step, of course, you know, checking your players how are these young guys reacting in a game situation when they may not be, I may not, until the Jamboree, I may not have planned to play this third string, 10th grade wide receiver who's getting his, his first experience. But when I put him in towards the end of the Jamboree against their second or third string, and I'm watching how he reacts to certain situations, how he's behaving on the field and, checking his body language on the sideline, too. That If that guy makes an imprint, that guy makes a statement, now I, I remember in the back of my mind, man, we get to that third or fourth game, and I need somebody to go ahead and make a big play. Like He did some big things in the jamboree. I know I could trust him. This is a great opportunity for coaches to watch
1: everything
12: that everybody's doing before the games start mathematically counting, per se.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Are there dudes in your experience that, you know, that you, we hear the term practice player all the time where a guy, you know, may, maybe gets it in practice or maybe doesn't get it in practice, but when they get under the lights, you know, they maybe tense up or don't perform as well, and or on the opposite. When they get under the lights, they play better. In your experience, are there dudes that, you know, maybe were knocked down shooters in practice, but whenever you put people in the gym, they can't throw it into the ocean? Is that a thing?
12: <laughs> that is definitely a thing. <laughs> I'm not going to call anybody out but yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's 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 a thing. I don't want to embarrass anyone. But I will, I will talk someone up if you want to talk about the flip side. Sure. I will I'll talk about uh, you know, the littlest baby nooch, Brent Adams, class of 2007, you know, the high jump champ, the swimming champ, hell of a basketball player. That guy in practice. Look, not everybody can do this, but he was special. He Didn't always look like he was going hard. Sometimes he didn't always bring all the fire and intensity. I remember this. uh, This would have been my senior year, his 11th grade year. But, man, when he got in that game, not everybody could be a switch flipper. I'm telling you, Brent Adams was a switch flipper. He got in the game. The game changed. The game. Brent Adams, I give him all the credit in the world. He stole our senior night glory, and he's the reason we won our senior night game at home against South Terrible. Like he, he took over games, and you never would have seen it coming the way he practiced. But he was a switch flipper, and he was special in that in that aspect.
1: Very very interesting. I didn't realize that about him. But you I Don't whenever the lights were on, he played awfully hard. Kevin Durant is going back to the Brooklyn Nets, at least for now. Um, he has said, hey, you know, we're, we're focused on moving forward in our relationship. And I said yesterday on the show, this is great for the NBA, because if you have a guy who has four years left on his contract, who strong arms his way out to a specific city, that's terrible for the league. What are your thoughts? Do you think this will last, or do you think this is going to be something they try out and then Durant will always be looking for greener pastures?
12: Uh, Man, until Durant... Proves it to anyone otherwise, I think he's just always going to be looking for the better situation. Uh, he seems to just never really be satisfied, which is not always a bad thing. It's not a bad personality trait to never be satisfied, always looking for something better. But at some point, at some, like I, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, but I feel like you you got you to gotta want to be a flag planter and get everyone else to flock to you. Maybe he's having those discussions. I don't know. I'm not inside his head. I don't know what he's going through. Maybe he's maybe he's talking with the GMs and the coach and the owners and all this. And and maybe maybe they're working on it, or maybe they say they're working on it and they're not delivering. And maybe that's why he's leaving every team he goes to. I mean, we we really truly don't know. If they're not building around him the right way, then maybe he does need to leave. But but to me, it, it should be a pride thing to want to be a flag planter and and make a statement and attract people to you instead of you looking for someone else's flag that looks like it's in a greener pasture, if you know if you know what I'm saying here. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. No doubt. And one of the things that reports are that made him angry the last time is something that I think would make everybody angry, which is that, you know, hey, they were trying to get Ben Simmons to play in the playoffs last year and he just bowed out, said, No, I'm good, you know, my back's hurt or whatever it was, whatever the excuse was and then they you know, there's the famous story that's making the rounds now. The Nets players had a group chat, and they were kind of ribbing Simmons about, you know, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, and he exited the chat. Like, I could see where if you trade James Harden for this dude who just doesn't play at all, I could see where that would be a little frustrating, man. Like, I, I'm not a Durant guy, and I, I, I didn't like the way he went to Golden State. I didn't like some of the things about his career. I didn't like the way he left Oklahoma City. But I think in this one, like, there are some things there in Brooklyn that could perhaps be a little different.
12: Yes, yes, I agree, man. Uh, Man, the whole Ben Simmons saga—I could, I could complain about that all day. It's time for everyone to move on from him. Um, I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to not lose my cool and (laughs) on the radio, like just Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is nothing to me, you know. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if the Nets guys are, are giving him hell in a group chat and he leaves, I mean, he, he answered all the all the remaining unanswered questions with, with that action, which speaks volumes. And that's that's all I could say about that. Yeah.
1: Have you been watching much wrestling, bro? They're building towards their next pay-per-view, which is going to be, let me make sure I can say the name right, Clash at the Castle, being Wales, you got Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, Gunther and Sheamus, Seth Rollins and Riddle, amongst others. There's a lot going on. The ratings are way up. A lot more people are watching is Taylor Griffin in that number.
12: I will be watching. I, uh, man, I can't get behind Gunther and Seamus. It, it just doesn't do it for me, right? but, but everything else. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching. I'm really excited about it. Uh, like I said, I don't really watch too much, uh, weekly programming that now, look, you keep telling me how better it's getting. I guess I got to finally cave in and check it out. But, uh, I pretty much don't miss a pay-per-view. So I'll be in, I'll be watching and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch my highlights leading the week of, and I'll, uh, I'll catch up to whatever storylines I need to be caught up on. But yeah, man, any, any good headlining pay-per-view. I mean, I know that clash of the castle. I mean, the fact that it's, that it's overseas, you know, they're going to want to do something big. They're going to want to do something special. Give those overseas fans something to remember, uh, making that trip out there. So, um, yeah, I'm. Um, I can't wait to watch it.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that you know we were talking about a couple interviews ago is you know how they're building, and you know, the stories are open ended. And I told you about the guy that was getting arrested trying to climb the rail. Well, that guy kidnapped Miz on Monday, so that story has continued. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on, bro.
12: Man, yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I got to catch up. I guess I guess you're right. I'm I'm missing out on on good on good dramatic soap opera wrestling TV. I, uh, that, and that's 100% my fault. But, um, so yeah, him kidnapping The Miz as part of a story. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. Look, I love, I love The Miz. I love his character. I love his, his work. I'll never, I'll never say that I'm a Miz fan. You know, I'm not cheering for him to win, but I love what he brings to the program. I love what he brings to the business. And, you know, whatever you need him to be, he's, there he is a reaction getter so if he's involved in it it's got to be gold
1: yeah i agree well look brother we thank you so much for the time and we'll chat again soon my friend
12: sounds good man Thanks you again for having me and as always go tarps and god bless america
1: yes sir that is taylor griffin doing a wonderful job as always we look forward to his insight every wednesday we've got a good little wednesday groove here we got our mailbag bj young taylor griffin Our Wednesday shows are often pretty good. Speaking of that mailbag, we'll open it up in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
0: The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this
2: the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
3: We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
2: Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally-owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic. Organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed.
1: This is Casey Gisclair here with Play by Play. Broadcasting Monday through Friday from 1130 to 1, we will offer the latest in high school sports all across the Bayou region with a little bit of college and pro mixed in. We'll interview coaches and student-athletes throughout the week, getting their thoughts on the action happening in our area. Our phone lines are always open, so feel free to chime in with your thoughts as well. Find us on social media. We will be heavily promoting our content and getting our audience involved. That's Play by Play every Monday through Friday at 1130 right here on your home for high school sports, 102.7 FM, KLEB. Bye. Welcome back to Play by Play. It is our mailbag segment. We thank Jesse Turner, BJ Young, and Taylor Griffin for their time throughout the course of the show. If you've got a question for us in the future, let me tell you how you could get it to us. I am at Casey underscore Just Claire on Twitter. Uh, let's see. We are at Kaylee Radio on Twitter, and you could find me on Facebook, Casey Just Claire. We are at Kaylee Radio on Facebook. You could find me at. Um, just Claire Casey at gmail.com. Find a way to get me your question and we'll make sure that we get it answered for you. The first one is Casey. I know you're a big Atlanta Brave fan. Who's your favorite all-time Atlanta Brave? It's a good question. I mean, there's, there's a bunch. Um, right now, currently, um, probably Michael Harris. Probably Michael Harris. Yeah, um, he's he's solid. He's, he's top-notch. Uh, so he's probably my favorite one young player. All-time. And again, center fielder, Andrew Jones. I was a huge Andrew Jones fan. I just loved the way he played. I loved the way he covered ground in center field. I loved the way that he um, just made stuff happen. He wasn't always the most proficient hitter, though he did have some big seasons with the bat. Um, but Andrew was was my guy. And nothing against Chipper. You know, I was a big Chipper guy. And I had So many guys. Chipper, Klesko, Galarraga. I mean, Javi Lopez. Like. I could go on and on out of year where I was fascinated with Marcus Giles because he was, you know, getting tons and tons of doubles. And, you know, before we learned that he wasn't a great person, I was a big fan of John Rocker for a while. Uh, so there, there have been a ton of them, but Andrew Jones is my guy. He's my favorite Atlanta Brave of all time. Next question, and I get this one often, and I may be answered often throughout the offseason, but, you know, it, it, it ebbs and it flows as practices happen. Casey, how many games do you like for the LSU football team to win this upcoming season? For me, I start with 8, right? I think that they're going to get to 8. Um, and if they get hot early, I could see it growing to 9. There's a lot of pessimism from pessimism, excuse me, from a lot of folks. There're a lot of folks in the national media circuit who think, you know, maybe even like 5 or 6. I just don't see that. I think that the Tigers have a lot of talent. Defensively, they're going to still be really good. You know, you got a ton of talent on the defensive line. You got a ton of talent at linebacker. The secondary players are new to LSU, but they're not new to the SEC. So you're going to bring those kids in. They are gonna they should have success. They should make immediate impact. I think LSU is going to be good at quarterback. Um, I think Daniels or Nussmeyer, whichever one is going to have success. I've watched a lot of the videos of practice, and I get it. The games aren't counting. You know, it's not under the lights of Tiger Stadium. But you can't fake a tight window throw. There are a lot of videos coming from LSU camp of Daniel's and Nussmeier both throwing the ball accurately through a very tight window. You can't fake that. Um so I'm excited about the quarterback play in Baton Rouge this coming season. Uh I think they're going to win eight a- at the minimum, maybe nine. Um there are going to be some lumps, there're going to be some struggles. Brian Kelly's building back the depth of this roster. But I think LSU is not going to be uh, bad. There are a lot of folks that think oh this, this team's going to struggle, you know, this team's got a long way to go. They were 500 last year, and Ogeron was a lame duck throughout the entirety of the season. They were 500 last year, and the offensive coordinator openly admitted that at the end of the season, he said, hey, you know what? Y'all practice. I'm out of here. Y'all y'all figure it out. At the end of the season last year, they had half of a roster, and they were still finding ways to win games. The talent is there. They've now got some stability and some maturity in the leadership positions and I think that LSU is going to be in a position to uh, have a pretty good year, and then this year will be a springboard into next year. If they win seven, eight games this year, I think they're winning nine and ten, or nine or ten the year after that. I think Brian Kelly has shown that it's only going to get better after that first year, and after you know some of those growing pains are over. So, uh, next question, Casey: Will Albert Pujols get to 700? He has been red hot lately. First off, yes, he has been red hot lately. He has been killing the ball hitting the cover off of the ball. He's currently at 693. We're sitting at uh, August 24th, so about another month and a week to the season. I'm going to say no. Though I have said openly on the show, I'm actively rooting for it to happen. I'm going to say no. He's got 14 for the year. To ask him to get seven in a month, is really a lot. Um but man, and I've said this throughout the week, it is really cool to see him finish with a bang, but his last few years have not been good. You know, in 2021 with the Angels, he was hitting one ninety eight before going to the Dodgers was a little better. Twenty twenty with the Angels, he hit two twenty four. You know, a lot of years here where the OPS was in the six hundreds and you know he wasn't a great player in the last few years. He is a great player in totality throughout the course of his career the last few years haven't been great. Um, this year, to see him rebound and get his wins above replacement to a 1.3, get his OPS to an 881. He's killing left handed pitching. Let me tell you the exact numbers against lefties. Against lefties, he is hitting 398 with a 1.242 OPS. That is ridiculous. He's got 35 hits and 88 at bats against lefties, 10 home runs, 24 RBI. That is absurdly good. That is good enough to where they're going to be teams that are going to be coaxing him into trying to not retire. Because who wouldn't want that right-handed bat to pinch hit against a lefty or to come in and, you know, when a lefty's starting or whatever to make that impact, he's going to have opportunities to play. In the last 30 days, he's batting 431 with eight home runs. So he has gotten really hot. I just don't know that he's going to get there. I don't know how much longer this long, extended hot streak is going to last. I don't know if he's going to get there. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, what are you hearing about Devontavian Martin? Do you think he's going to make the team out in San Francisco? Um, Unfortunately, I'm not hearing a whole lot. And for an undrafted rookie free agent, that's usually not a great thing. So I would lean to saying that I don't think he's going to make the team out in San Francisco. Now that's regular season roster, of course. Do I think he's talented or gifted enough to make a practice squad, you know, be it San Francisco or somebody else? Of course. Of course. Think about Tays. He's got he's got stuff that you don't have the means to teach, right? He's 6'4, naturally. You know, that's that's not make believe. You know, a lot of times these guys, they they'll list their height as 6'4, they're actually 6'1. Devontavian's a legitimate six foot four. He's a legitimate, you know, 2'10, 215. Like he's got the NFL body. So that helps. You know, he's got a lot of the intangibles that can't be taught. Now the next step for him is going to be learning the NFL way, learning some of the routes, and learning how to play through that contact and everything of the sort. He had a big senior season with Oklahoma State, but he had, um, you know, he was in college a long time. You know, he's going to have to learn some different things and different traits over at the NFL level, so it may take him a little while to stick. Hopefully he rides it out. Hopefully he can make it happen. I don't think he's going to make the team, but I do think he's going to make the practice squad. Next question. Listener wants to know, Casey, there's such debate about the college football playoff. How many teams do you think should be in the college football playoff each year? (sighs) I'm going to be a Debbie downer. I'm going to be, I'm going to give an answer. That's not going to be popular. We hear all this talk about expansion, expansion, expansion. Oh, we need more teams. Oh, we need eight. Oh, we need 16. Oh, it'd be so exciting. Have you guys watched the semifinal games? (laughs) The semifinal games aren't even any good. So why would we then suddenly think that by adding more, it would get any better? College football, it's clear. At the end of the season, it's clear. We know who the best teams are. At the end of the season, we know, all right, Alabama's better than everybody. Georgia's better than everybody. Clemson's better than everybody. Ohio State, LSU, whoever, whatever team it is, is, that's the flavor of the year, those teams are decisively better than anyone else. In 2019, LSU won their semifinal game against Oklahoma by a billion. Did we really need to see them play a couple of other rounds against Boise State or against NC State or against Baylor or against whoever would have qualified against you know UCLA or whatever, whoever would have qualified? Burrow and those guys would have killed those teams. The best teams in college football are very apparent. They're very readily apparent. And the playoffs... In recent years, with four teams, haven't been competitive. The semifinal games are blowouts. Don't need to see more. Some of the ancillary games are going to be close and are going to be competitive, right? We're going to have an opening round game if we expand to 16. There are going to be a few opening round games between two mediocre teams. They're going to be exciting. Yeah, that'll be cool. But when they run into Alabama, eventually, they're going to get killed. The number one team or the number two team or whatever the best three or four teams in college football are going to roll through everyone else. There's just not enough parity in the sport. Cincinnati was the best mid-major team that we've had in a long time in recent years in college football. Played an Alabama team that, quite frankly, for Alabama standards, wasn't the best. there's an Alabama team that in the middle of the season nearly lost at home to an LSU team that had half of a roster. It wasn't a great Alabama team, even though they made it to the championship. And they crushed Cincinnati don't need to see more of those teams in those situations. And I understand the argument, right? Every team needs to have a chance. If you go undefeated, you should get a chance to play. I hear all of that. But we've seen it time and time again. Those teams cannot compete. Those teams cannot compete. So while everyone's saying, oh, we need to go to six or we need to go to eight or we need to go to 16, the most I would do is six. And I like six because you reward number one and number two and give them that buy. I like having a built-in advantage to being number one or number two. I think that's cool. Um, But I wouldn't go a whole lot more than that, because I just don't think the games are going to be fun to watch. Now I say that understanding and knowing that we're going to get more in the future. Very quickly, last question from a listener, Casey. Which Conrad Thompson ad-free show podcast is the best? For me, it's something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard whenever he's recording. I know he actually actively works for WWE right now and hasn't recorded much. Or what happened with Tony Schiavone? or 83 weeks with Eric Bishop. I guess I'm, I'm slowly listing all of them as I like all of them. But um, I like what happened when. It's really funny. Tony Schiavone's a hoot, so that that's one of the ones that I like the best. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got our betting picks really quickly. We're up against it here on KLEB. We're, we'll be right back after this.
0: Always on the run and short on cash. With a State Bank and Trust Company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC.
5: For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It
11: takes hard work. It takes a commitment.
5: Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana mortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com.
2: Drop and Fix, the Bay Region's top one-stop shop for all your technology repairs, has just opened a new location in East Homa, just off Grand Caillou Road. The same quality repairs and customer service with the best warranties and options for insurance will be available at the location off Grand Caillou. So for smartphones, tablets, PCs, or laptops, drop and fix. Call 985-709-8383 today. That's
6: 985-709-8383 You know WeatherBug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free.
5: Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional.
1: Join us live Friday night for varsity football coverage. This Friday will be the South LaFouche Jamboree, South LaFouche and HL Bourgeois 815. Myself and Brian Colley will be on the call. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea, General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Forum Agent Ashley Barrios, Denos Golden Motors, and Tanner McGee for Judge, Court of Appeals. Also sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Dodge Division A. We want to thank our sponsors here on Play by Play the Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge, and HOMA, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Do Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. Golden Motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We thank everyone for their time today. BJ Young, Jesse Turner, and Taylor Griffin. And Very, very quickly because we're up against it, our betting picks. I like the Phillies to win and cover the run line. Minus a run and a half over the Reds. Christopher Sanchez throwing for Philadelphia facing TJ Zouich, or Zoich for the Reds. He's terrible. He's... Giving up 17 hits in eight innings. He's awful. Four home runs in eight innings. The Phillies are going to hammer him today. Take care of business and get a big win. I also like today, let's see, I like the Mariners to win and cover the run line. Minus a run and a half over the Nationals. George Kirby's been good this season. 3.47 ERA. Anibal Sanchez for Washington has not been good. And I think that Seattle's going to take care of business and get the win there. I like Toronto today to beat the Red Sox, covering the minus 150 money line. Toronto beat up on Boston last night. They've got an advantage in the pitching matchup today. Brian Bello throwing for Boston. He's given up uh, a lot of runs in 17 innings. He's got an ERA of 8.47 and a whip of 2.29. Jose Barrios has been hit or miss, but I think he's going to be good enough to get it done. Thanks for listening, y'all. I sincerely mean that. I hope that everyone gets out to the junior varsity scrimmage tonight, or junior varsity jamboree tonight, rather, over at Central Lafourche High School. We'll be back tomorrow for our Thursday show covering the jamborees and you know breaking down everything that's happening in our area. You've been listening to Play by Play on 1600 AM KLEB and 102.7 KLEB. We'll be back tomorrow. This is Casey Disclare urging you all to stay dry, stay safe. God bless. Have a wonderful day, man. Make a difference to somebody today. Adios.
0: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.